UCLA going on an international trip? Let's talk about it on Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On UCLA podcast. I'm your host, Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, college broadcaster and diehard UCLA fan. Thanks for making this your first listen each and every day. It's free wherever you get your podcast, and it's available on YouTube. So like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us at Locked On Bruins. Become an everyday listener of the Locked On UCLA podcast. So thanks for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, you can go right now to birddogs.com slash college, And when you enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. All right, let's rock and roll for Locked On UCLA. As I teased in the beginning, UCLA Hoops is planning on going overseas this summer before the start of the new quarter of the new year and of the new basketball season. Mick Cronin and companies got things cooking because now that COVID regulations are over and everything is coming back to normal, teams and programs can wait every four years to go on an overseas trip. It's been over four years, and the Bruins will be heading to Spain. I've read this from both the Fan Nation all Bruins site and also initially reported, I think, by Bruin Report Online. So what does this mean? It's a trip that's supposed to be around August 20th, August 30th, from what I've read. It would be the first overseas trip, if you were, first trip out of the country for UCLA since that infamous China incident back in 2017 to 2018. So they haven't been out of, out of the country since, and they haven't been on a foreign tour, I think, since the year before that with the Lonzo Ball team, with Welsh and everybody else. What's interesting is that the timing of this, how it all works out, right? You've got Ivo Samovich, one of the newest assistants for UCLA Hoops, a year into his tenure as a UCLA assistant. You've got Ilan Fibleul, who's coming over from France, who could go make a quick little, you know, have some family come over, p- watch them play in Spain. And then the all-important, still-never-ending saga of record of recruiting Adey Mara, who is still not officially a Bruin, but if he is, it would make for a quick transition, come get watched and pl- get his family to come watch and see him play in the end of August in his home country. So that would be something that's pretty dope. There would possibly be three exhibition games According to Bruin Report Online, they would play in Madrid, they play in Valencia, Barcelona. Who they play, when they play, generally you play about three, maybe four-ish games, and there's a four-year stopgap in between the likes of, you know, four years in between foreign overseas tours in the summer. What does this mean? Well, generally teams have did this before COVID. Uh, you know, teams would always go do this. It's usually a little blurb and things that don't really get recognized through the season, but it can be truly instrumental for team growth. And one wonders how, if you know, you officially get it in a Demara, you come in and you have Elaine Fibleul coming in. You've got guys from overseas and you start and implement them into the UCLA system, into McCronin system, by playing them closer to whether their home country is or maybe in their home country, which can help develop them maybe a little bit quicker, get them acclimated while still playing more on their home soil, closer to the families, and then have them come back over to UCLA and Westwood and see how they gel after you know all the team bonding overseas. 
And, and what's interesting is they haven't gone on a foreign tour, quote unquote, since 2016 when they went to Australia. And teams now overall are going, I think there's upwards of 70, 78 teams going on a foreign tour, according to Jeff Goodman. And there's just so many teams now saying, all right, we could go back overseas now. And while the Bruins had to wait a little bit and had to get some distance from you know the 2017-2018 incident in China, it seems like, all right, a new regime, let's get things cooking. This is a way to develop the team and have team bonding because there's nothing better than team bonding on the road, whether it's going all the way to a Berkeley or going to an Ohio State or, dare I say, you're going all the way to Spain. The likes of team bonding, there isn't much like it when you're playing on the road. And while it's in the summer, you can get guys more minutes, play, and see how things work out. What's interesting is with the expectation of a Dembona and Jalen Clark to come back, those guys wouldn't probably be healthy enough. Well, obviously not Clark, but Bona probably isn't going to be healthy enough to play in that. If he comes back, these are still things we're all waiting for. The commitment from Mara and the official withdrawal from the NBA draft from Jalen Clark and Adem Bona, as, been, as has been reported in the last week or so. So this could get a lot of guys some playing time to get some competition over in Europe and see how they gel in, in a different scenario. Of course, Lazar Stefanovic, he's from Serbia. So you have a lot of foreign Bruins coming together with you know the newcomers, the high school kids, who I'm not really sure their background in terms of where they've been overseas or if they have it. But there's just a lot of gelling that needs to happen for UCLA heading into the 23-24 season. And there's no better way than getting themselves away from you know California, L.A. area, and just focusing on basketball, go meeting Bruins from across the globe, literally, and you can find yourselves in a good situation overall. And while we have to wait and see what happens with those three guys, whether it's the two coming back from the NBA draft or the official signing of Ademar, who's a 7-3 Spanish product, we've talked about him multiple times, it could all happen and bring themselves some fun summer loving, and then they get cooking into basketball season come the early mid-November. So we'll see what happens when it all plays out, but that is what's officially reported to UCLA sites from Bruin Report Online, all Bruins, and even Jeff Goodman. They've all kind of said, all right, UCLA kind of confirmed to go to Spain this summer. Official dates, teams, opponents, not decided yet, but it can be very good for team bonding. We hope that is the case. As we come up next, we're going to talk UCLA football a little bit in terms of, hey, who's one of these two-star athletes that is really good and who is an athlete that they may have on their radar that may have a mini crystal ball projection in the class of 24? We'll talk about that after I tell you about more of Bird Dogs because Bird Dogs, hey, they're one of our newest sponsors here at Locked On, especially on the College Channel. You got to love Bird Dogs because you look better when you're wearing Bird Dogs gear. You feel great. When you're wearing bird dogs here, come on. The stretchy fabric, who doesn't love stretchy fabric? And they make your legs look good. Who doesn't want to have good legs? It's summertime. Summer loving. Let's go. Got to have good legs. Make them look good. And they're comfier than other shorts and pants. More, much comfier. They give you the freedom to wear one pants and shorts, one pair over the golf course. You can go on a date. You can hang out with friends. Go to a meeting. Bird dogs. That's how you got to roll with bird dogs. All you have to do is go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you enter the promo code locked on college, all together as one, they'll throw in free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumblers with every 
order. So check that out. Again, go to birddogs.com. If you're listening or if you're watching, birddogs.com slash locked on college. Type that in the URL, and you're going to be surprised how great this product absolutely is. Incredibly comfy. I wear comfy. I go with comfy. I don't need style. But with Bird Dogs, you get both. Cruising on into segment two of Locked On at UCLA. Kind of a hybrid mini double segment here. Talking first UCLA football. Who is someone that's on the radars reading a little bit about Scorebook Live as to someone who may be getting a crystal ball projection for UCLA coming up in the next recruiting cycle in the 2024 class? Remember, they have Schroeder who's coming. They had Christian Dunbar-Hawkins, who just took recently an official visit to UCLA. He's their leading recruit. He's their top recruit currently in the class of 24 cycle. And somebody who may, coming off of an official visit uh, in a Washington State product, the state of Washington, is Isaiah Patterson, a three-star linebacker who's been getting some offers from ASU, Boise State, BYU, and Oregon. And I know with the new defensive coordinator, you've got a Ken Norton Jr. running with the linebackers on defense. Isaiah Patterson, according to the Scorebook Live article I'm reading, getting some predictions of him going to UCLA. 6'3", 235-pound linebacker, took an already an official visit to UCLA, and it's looking likely that UCLA is going to add to that defense. Look. Dunbar Hawkins is safety. You're already getting guys. They're bulking up on the offensive line, and they're trying to get bigger, faster defenders. And while he might only be a three-star, 6'3", 235, the Bruins are sticking their hands in the well, already getting some bigger West Coast teams. I mean, hey, BYU, you hear that name? They're now a Big 12 school. That's where they're heading, coming up. You got all these schools that are power conferences or going into power conferences or, say, in UCLA's case, going to a new power conference. What the What have the Bruins already emphasized? defense and offensive linemen. And while they do have quarterbacks who can play the next two to three years, they have running backs who have eligibility for the next couple of years. They have skill positions that they're either going to go grab from the portal next year, or they have guys with multiple years of eligibility starting with 2023 and beyond UCLA seems set. And I think, you know, while I do not know too much about Isaiah Patterson based on tape or anything. It is nice to see, Hey, they're sticking their hands going after the defense, going after offensive linemen, knowing, hey, we've got to play much better defense in years to come, give our new defensive coordinator, Danton Lynn, some actual talent to use as he goes and recruits guys in his first recruiting cycle. 2023 is not something he will have affected on with the players on the field, but 24 and beyond, it can lead him into a dominant future. Funny enough, Speaking of linebackers and guys that Danton Lynn can use, I was looking at an LA Times article from the other day, and it was funny. Well, maybe not too funny, but an enjoyable article talking about how good John John Bonds is. The Athleticism by Sarah Valenzuela. Not a Ben Bolch article, but Sarah Valenzuela of the LA Times talking about how athletic and how dominant John John Bonds is as we now pair Football with baseball, the dual sports star, of course, if you're a UCLA fan, a diehard, beyond just the football side, you know that John John Bond's a hard-hitting linebacker, started the last 11 games, played in all 13 UCLA football games, and now what does he have? The 21-year-old junior? Well, he's got himself uh, so much power. He leads the team this year for UCLA in home runs, at least coming over the last couple of weekends after UCLA's hit home runs in seven games in a row for the baseball team. John Savage quoted as saying, well, he's just a competitive, consistent guy. 
an extremely competitive guy that he's just going to fight you a super football mentality, which we love to see it on the gridiron. And he brings it to the baseball diamond, which is funny because John, John Vaughn's has 28 RBI started in 39 of 42 games before the midweek. And then also has an 813 OPS with some big time power showcasing, Hey, I can smack the ball out of the ballpark, but for John, John Vaughn's showcasing, he can play two sports. And what's funny is, I guess I keep saying it's funny. No need to say it's funny. He is awesome. It's freaking cool for John, John Vaughn's. The fact that the 6'2", 220-pound linebacker and outfielder also pitched against Cal State Fullerton just over a week ago, I think May 9th. He threw a scoreless inning when they beat the Titans, a team that's leading their conference right now in the Big West, if you're a big SoCal college baseball fan like I am. So he pitched on, on the mound in a game. Yeah, it was a midweek, but he came in throwing 93, 95, 20 pitches and only walking one in a combined three hitter. John Savage saying, hey, he's 93 to 95 on the mound. And we put him on the mound. I'm telling you, he's going he's gonna to show a solid major league fastball. And if anybody's seen a solid major league fastball, that is John Savage. So speak about the athletes UCLA is going after and what they already have. John John Vaughn's is an absolute beast on the diamond. And, and, you know, he wants to play baseball. It was a, if you go read this LA Times article, it talks about how his first love is baseball. He wants to chase his dreams on the baseball diamond, but he's really, really good at football, too. I, I, I'd like to think he's really good at both sports. Attended St. John Bosco, wanted to play both sports in college, a four star football recruit, the 37th best high school baseball recruit prospect in California. And, you know, you might say 37 is not that high if you think about it, although that's California. You think about the depth of baseball talent, 37. That's a really good baseball player. He's got two brothers who are uber athletic, comes from a really good athletic family. His dad played catcher at Long Beach State. So this is a guy who is extremely athletic and just extremely, extremely awesome on the field. So we just we'll see how awesome how John John Vaughn's can develop overall as the years come out. Go suggest it's a short, quick, easy read. Go check it out for John John Vaughn's. Cruising on into segment three of Locked On UCLA, talking more UCLA baseball. Because coming up in the Pac-12 baseball tournament, nine of the 11 playing schools in the Pac-12 that play baseball get to make the Pac-12 conference tournament. Why is there nine? I can't really explain that to you. They have three pools of three. Why can't they do two pools of four? I, I can't explain that to you either. But for whatever reason, a nine-team conference tournament with three teams making it and the team with the best record as a wild-card team makes it to the Final Four, whatever it is, UCLA will still have an opportunity, one, to potentially play themselves in the field, barring a good performance at ASU, who has also struggled. They've lost, I think, the last three Pac-12 series in a row as the Bruins go out to Tempe and then stay out and go play in Scottsdale in the second straight year of the annual now Pac-12 baseball tournament, which we'll see how it plays out once UCLA and SC leave. So UCLA is playing for their season. Things haven't been going according to plan. And while we did not talk about UCLA baseball in our Monday episode, the Bruins are 26, 21 and one, 19, nine, in one overall, and I mean, 19-9-1 at home, coming off a series loss to Oregon State at home, which 
kind of sucks because they were really close to winning the series theoretically, right? You win the first game 12 to 5, then you lose the next game on Saturday. It was a night game. Guys all watching UCLA. They led two to one. It was tied at four heading to the fifth, and the Bruins ended up losing six to four, only to get blown off the field against Oregon State on Sunday, 21 to five, largely due to the fact they gave up eight runs in the ninth inning in a game that was already a laugher, despite the fact UCLA was tied at three going into the sixth, down by two going into the seventh, and the Bruins missed a golden opportunity to go and find themselves with a big series win over a top 18, top 20, top 15 team going to the last weekend. Now they're not even on anybody's next four out radars in college baseball projections, whether it be D1 baseball, baseball, America, you have college sports. Man, there's just so many different places you can go and find college baseball projections for the field of 64. And UCLA is just not getting that love unless they sweep ASU and get out of the first round of the Pac-12 conference tournament, maybe even to make it a Pac-12 conference tournament final. There's just limited options where you find UCLA without an automatic bid through the conference tournament that they would make it as an at-large at this point. Despite UCLA having some good pitching totals across the Pac-12, having the guy, having Kelly Austin as the third to fourth best pitcher with ERA in the Pac-12, just over three, good strikeout-to-walk ratios, keeping the opposition in the park has been an absolute struggle for UCLA this season, considering they just gave up 21 runs to Oregon State, 27 over the last two games against the Beavers, who they're not national championship good, I think, not Oregon State is. They're really good. I'm not sure if they're national championship contending top two best teams in the country good from what I saw of them earlier this year. But, you know, the, the Bruins just have struggled Sundays, whatever it may be. The last couple of Sundays... For UCLA, they've given up 21 runs, 9 to Cal, gave up 10 to Stanford, and then 6 to USC. The, UCLA has lost four straight Sunday games. And then if you don't even include Easter, which was a Saturday afternoon, the Easter game that was the day before, the Bruins have struggled at the end of series. They had the postponement against Washington State, lost to Washington 11-10 to 10 late. It's been the end of series that the Bruins have struggled. But when they've given up less than four runs and when they score first, they're almost unbeatable. But that's been the problem. They haven't been able to do that all year long, despite the home run heroics recently of Jack Holman. You've had Perry, who had three caught stealings earlier this year as the catcher for UCLA. Can they bring it all together? Can John Savage find the pitching staff to just grind through nine innings in a competitive scenario at Arizona State with Pac-12 tournament Seeding on the line, if they can even jump higher and improve their seedings, the way the bracket works is it's one six nine. I think it's three four seven, and then I forget what the other numbers are. Something like that in the nine team conference tournament that just doesn't make any sense. Either way, UCLA is competing for a chance at the NCAA tournament. It's not looking likely, other than straight out winning the conference tournament. And while they're playing a slumping ASU, nothing UCLA has done recently has proven. They can go win the series at Arizona State at this moment, considering the injuries and everything they've dealt with this year, in addition to needing to sweep them on the road between two scuffling Pac-12 baseball teams. Other than that, that's all we got for Locked On UCLA. Thanks for tuning in today. Make it your first listen every day. It's free wherever you get your podcast and become an everyday listener. 
Tomorrow, we'll talk whatever big news drops. We'll talk some basketball, a little football, and, and maybe we'll tease softball again because the NCAA tournament's coming just around the corner here on Locked On UCLA. Hands up, Bruins fans. Eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U C L A. U C L A. Fight, fight, fight. This has been Locked On UCLA. Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, signing off. Go Bruins.